Hey, this is Brandon Lucido, owner of the Lucido Real Estate Team. On our podcast, we talk about life events, real estate, and how to help and serve people. Catch our podcast every week for a new episode. You can find more information on us at thelucidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. How about them cowboys? Look pretty good. How about them? Let me take that back. How about them cowboys defense? (laughs) Boy, they came out. They showed out. Man, did they? Is it that they are so good or was it that New England was awfully bad? I think both in certain areas. The, The defense definitely... I would say on a percentage scale of seventy percent contributions to the victory, in my opinion. I say we didn't miss digs that much. No, we didn't. I, I was, I would have lost that bet. Yeah, you know, I thought I thought that was a big blow. I mean, it still is, but sure, I did not think the defensive team would have stepped up and proved themselves to where the public makes that statement, like you said. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. They were awesome. It was great. It was good. It's good to see Zeke again. Yeah. Did you see the tribute they did in the beginning? I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. They did a little one or two minute highlight reel oh, of him, which was, no, which was nice to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's dropped some weight. Mm. He's gotten in some better shape, it looks like. So, wow. whipping him into shape, huh? Yeah. We saw Big Zeke on the TV and Fit Zeke on the sideline. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess he's not being fed anymore. Uh, he still does that move. <laughs> does he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I guess everything really is bigger in Texas. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone. <laughs> That's. Golly. Yeah. So we've got, uh, what are we, three and one? Yep. We've got. San Francisco. San, oh. Sunday night. Big game. It is. San Fran. Just and like the 90s. Yep. Flashback. And. Eagles are 4-0. Yeah, they barely beat Washington. I saw I, the end of that. Overtime. Really? Yep. I, part of me wanted Washington. Again, oh, of course. I say this very loosely because it's the red, oh, yeah. whatever. Commanders. You call them. Yep. Washington, whatever. So that's what I'll call them. It'll change <laughs> next week. <laughs> yeah. Where one second, I don't, know if you, I don't know if you watched the game. Did you watch it, Bobby? No, I did not. So the Washington uh, commanders are marching down the field have like maybe, I don't know, six, seven seconds left, throw a pass, get within like 20 yards of the touchdown. They have one second left. Yep. One. Throw a pass, little fake hook route, guy scores, kicks the field goal, ties it up. (laughs) Like down to the wire. Wow. Overtime. And then Eagles drive and score field goal. Yeah. And win. So... It's a heck of a battle. Yeah, oh, it was, I bet it that was, was a lot of fun to watch. Roller coaster, man. I'm sorry, I missed that one. Yeah, yeah it's a big week. I mean, <clears throat> like I heard some guys talking this morning. It's you can't really predict this season very well. Yeah, like I agree. Everyone got on the bandwagon for for Miami. Miami has speed. They've got a, a quarterback who's fairly accurate. Tyreek and Buffalo made them look bad. Mm. Bad. Josh Allen's a beast. He is. I mean, and Miami put 70 on Denver the week before. That's a lot. 
and they just they were didn't look like they could get it in gear at wow. all. Hey, did y'all see the fun little cartoon game from England? I heard about that. That was pretty so, cute. <laughs> what was? Can you unpack that? I sure. Did you ever play? I think it's um, it's a Wii game, and it's like big head football. I've seen it played before. It's like five five on five, and the, and the, all the guys have big heads, and you uh-huh. can design, design your own team. That's what this looked like. It was the actual Jacksonville Jaguars and Atlanta Falcons playing at Wembley Stadium in 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 London, and they, you know, using great technology, made it look like they were a little in Billy's room from um, Toy Story. From Toy Story. Oh no way! Yeah, so they made it look like it was in Billy's room, and they had different characters around the sideline and different things going on. Had a little halftime show with the toys. It was really? it was fantastic. Now, I appreciate that that's some very expensive and probably very delicate technology, and it wasn't perfect. Yeah, like they had to pull back from sometimes the players and just yeah. focus on the commentators. Mm-hmm. And and you know constantly they said thank you for your patience for. We we're having some technical difficulties, so you know appreciate your patience. But the way that they talked, the commentators talked, it was like they were talking to children. Now, huh. you get four chances to make ten yards, and a yard is three feet. <laughs> I mean, they really uh. broke it down to where someone who is not familiar with football, i.e., kids, because yeah. it was a cartoon, yeah, uh, could understand it. Wow, I wonder if they use some of the some of the newer AI stuff to. I'm sure help with that. I'm sure that I mean, stuff's been insane. Some stuff was weird because um, sometimes you would see the ball just all of a sudden start moving to the <laughs> to the right and yeah. then hike at an angle, and so something wasn't picking up just right. But yeah. you got the general gist of it. It was it was cute to watch. I'll have to look that up. That's pretty neat. Yeah, definitely nice. look it up if you can see it on YouTube or something. I went to the Arkansas A&M game Saturday. Oh, yeah. How was that? Yeah. It was eventful. It, we, uh, <clears throat> it's my first time to ever go to an actual Aggie game, and Arkansas for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jerry World is always exciting. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, was, it was packed. There was tens of thousands of people. Jerry was there. Yeah. Flew in on his little heli. Jerry. Yep. And it was great. Got to got to see some back and forth action. I think thirteen or fourteen people from Arkansas got injured. Mm. One guy broke his clavicle. Mm. The other guy had to get dang, not just carted off, but like on the actual like vehicle that comes mm. out. Mm. Dang, mm-hmm. get it, farmers. So uh, uh, Jason Witten was in the stands. Mm. That was cool to see him. That is neat. And Brad Johnson. Mm. So it was. It was a great event. We yeah. actually sat. <clears throat> so I've, I've only been a, like a couple times to the to the stadium for a game, and you end up watching the screen, you know. <laughs> and these these seats um, were kind of a gift from from uh, family members, so we kind of sat a little bit higher up than I probably would have elected for. But it wasn't bad at all, actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were in theory kind of eye level to the st- to the screen, and we could still from like a bird's eye view, look at the players. Yeah. Like we weren't on the top, top, top mezzanine. Yeah. But I'll tell you, the the elevation of those seats is pretty steep. <laughs> yes. Like it's no joke. Yeah. It's a, 
it's pretty it's pretty uh, intense. So you want to watch your footing. Isn't that funny? I used to, as a kid. I mean, go if you go into a basketball arena, mm-hmm. you know, when you go up into the up real high, they are super steep. But as a kid, I never noticed that. But I would always hear yeah. my grandfather or dad say, "Man, these stairs are steep," and I'm like, "Oh, are they? Oh, okay." Yeah. And now we're at that age where <laughs> we kind of notice those things. Yeah, my couple couple trips here and i'm falling down 300 feet yeah oh yeah good game do you think this is jerry's way of having texas ou um potentially because this is an every year thing yeah sec teams Mm -hmm. and you know brad johnson his kids play on a&m i did not know that yep his the quarterback is his son oh wow and then one of the tight ends is his son so oh they they did great actually the brothers yeah they, I watched them last week. It was the first time two brothers had, um, yeah, been a come, you know, a touchdown play. That's that's quarterback so cool. Throwing to the tight end, yeah, it was really neat. That's awesome. Yeah, speaking of college, is there a game this weekend, Saturday? Oh, yeah, I'm sure there is. Oh, one, OU's yeah. playing. That's right. Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah, they are. Yeah, they're coming up Who for that they, whooping. Are they playing? Coming up for that whooping. Is the team ranked? They're playing. Mm. Only third. Yeah, or something like that. Only third. Yeah, when you have an easy first half of the season. Oh, yeah, like OU? I'd like, you know, I'd like you to be at least third until you hit a powerhouse. Arkansas Baptist Girls Dental School that they play. Uh-huh. So OU, Texas, Saturday. Yes, sir. going to be a great game. 11 o'clock, 11 a.m. I'm going to call it the Red River Shootout. Yeah. That's what I'm going to call it. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And college game day will be there. So I know. I've been there, part of that experience. That's a great experience to have those guys there. They really get the crowd stirred yeah. up. We looked at tickets. Uh, I don't think we could get in for under fifteen hundred dollars. Oh my goodness! Golly. Yeah, yeah. You're kidding me. Mm-mm. And I even think that if you if you do, if you have um, season tickets, it's still about five hundred dollars, four to five hundred dollars. That game, they really jack it up. I'll be in the media room. Yeah. Saving my $3,000. Exactly. You won't be getting a corny dog, though. That's the thing. The fair Pretty is Pretty sure for on. three grand, I can pay someone to go get me a corn dog <laughs> and still have money ahead of that. Yeah. Just saying, Bobby, 700 bucks. You deliver me a corn dog, a corn dog on Saturday? Can I take your Ducati? Yeah. Oh, uh, Yes. Now we're bargaining. Hey. I know. Let's come together. Let's make I'm this in. work. Got to come in. up in style. <laughs> I'll have to fly back from Washington to do that. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Big Love games. sports. Definitely. Uh, so, last sports thing, then we'll get to the important stuff. Rangers. Yeah. Man. Playoffs, but not division. <laughs> I, you know, what was it? 90-something? Days they had a huge win and and a lead and just dominating in their division and they oh, just yeah. womp womp yeah. flopped. Yeah. So, but they did streak at the right time. I, I mean, know. yeah, they had what lost sixteen of twenty. But it's the Astros. I'm like, come on, the can there be another team? Astros, the cheating. I knew Astros. that was coming up. I know. <laughs> can we just not? have the same headline with Rangers, Astros, this or that. Can mm-hmm. can they just be an afterthought at this point? Mm. They're still hanging on. Yeah. I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. A <laughs> drumstick and a trash can. 
<laughs> Anyone get that? Yes. Oh, yeah. All right. Real estate. How are we looking? Hey, market's out some interesting numbers this week. Um, as far as new listings, we're up 6% to almost 2,900. Yeah. So um, new listings, seeing a little surge. Um, as far as price decreases, we're down again 6% to about 3,400. Um, hopefully that means that these price decreases are making some sales because as far as closed and um, pending, we're up 6% to 4,450. There we go. I like that. So that's good. That's good. You know, nobody likes to do price decreases, but sometimes that's all you've got to do to change to get your house sold. Yeah. yeah. Brandon, what do you tell us that are the three things that, uh, that you can adjust? Location, condition, or price. And you can only yeah. change two. Correct. Can't move the house. Yep. So it's imperative to, even when you're buying a house, you know, we help buyers. I mean, y'all are pretty much inundated with these, these trainings by this point, but, you know, it's imperative to look at homes when you're helping buyers from a resale standpoint. Yep. Just mm-hmm. for the sake of these statistics and conversations as well. This mm-hmm. is proof in the pudding that you need to know what would hurt you that you cannot adjust. You can't move it. So if you have power lines behind your house, if you have a water tower behind your house, if it backs up to a vacant piece of land that could be rezoned commercial, you could have like a Walmart loading dock potentially in your backyard in 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, potential highway coming through, whatever. Again, there's only so many things that you can try to protect yourself against, but you need to know those things because while those personally, like a water tower or power lines don't necessarily personally affect me, Okay, I do know for a fact they will affect some people for resale. Mm-hmm. So you just need to be aware of those certain items that could hurt you. Yeah, I became real aware of the power line condition when Toyota moved their sales group here from California. Yep, every California buyer I took out, I can't be near power lines. I can't be near power lines. Yeah, they I guess thought that they would grow another arm out from their forehead, but. Um, yeah, I've, I've been under power lines. Sometimes I can hear them sizzling and, yeah. you know, making noises or maybe the hair on my arm stands up, but not not all the time. Yeah. Yeah. And the rates are at 7.74% right Oof. now. 774. Goodness. Yeah. Isn't there talks of maybe it going up one more time or are we yeah, done? Yeah, one more time. One more time in December. Yeah. We got a strong economy. <clears throat> strong. So strong. Never, never been better. You know, that inflation just keeps pushing up, too. You know, the price of everything is going up. We're not in a recession. That's a sign of a strong economy right there. Uh, We're not in a recession. <laughs> that means that everyone's got more money to spend. I'm sure, yeah. Get the checks ready. Except those auto builders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. But there is talks from multiple institutions about it going down next year. Yeah. So yeah. for those need to buy right now. Get your refi mindset ready. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can refi as long as you meet the terms and conditions to be eligible for it. Yeah. But that's something you can exercise. So bite the bullet. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. Um, you know, sometimes seller financing um, can be lower too. If, mm-hmm. if you go and buy a house, you can negotiate a lower rate 
with the seller. Uh, I actually had someone come to me with that, with that thought on buying one of my listings. Hmm. Um, now it was a ridiculous rate. It was a super low rate. Um, therefore my seller would not get the investment return that he wanted. Yeah. But, um, you know, it, it's a conversation we have. It's another way that you can you can buy a house. Ask if, because it, it is an investment. You know, you get a note. You're going to get paid every every day. The the house stays in your name until it's paid off for the next thirty or twenty years. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is, it's usually it's a chunk of equity you have to put down. It's usually about thirty percent. And uh, a lot of buyers just don't. They don't have the cash for that. It's t- yeah. it's tough on you know half a million dollars or more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you got to find a way to to offset that interest rate. Yeah, yeah, being creative, like we had talked last week. Be creative, definitely. All right, Wilson, what you got for us? Um, I saw in the news some property tax conversation. So over the summer, the Texas uh, House and Senate got together, and I think the the governor is really pushing this to have um, no more property taxes, which you know sounds crazy, but. Um, Actually, it sounds impossible, but actually, um, hopefully we can uh, get to that point by adjusting some other things. Um, let me tell you about some of the things that they did pass. So um, they're going to reduce the, uh, like I said, reduce the school property tax rate for all homeowners. Okay. So you'll be paying- a, Public school. Public school, yeah. Paying less of a percentage. Um, every homeowner gets a $100,000 homestead exemption. It used to be forty. All right. So what that means is you just take $100,000 off the appraised value of your house, appraised by the uh, your county, and that part does not get taxed. Okay. So, so that's your, uh, so we go from forty to 100000 there. Um, on non-homesteaded properties valued at $5 million and under, um, now this includes residential, commercial, et cetera, um, will receive a 20% circuit breaker or an appraised value as a three-year pilot project. So what, what that means is, is that they're going to um, kind of cap the amount that you can be taxed on there um, on your non-homesteaded properties. It's, they're going to try it out for three years to see, see what the results are of that. And uh, last thing, uh, franchise tax for small businesses um, will be reduced some. So that's a good thing. Um, so, you know, property taxes, if you look at your mortgage statement, it's a big part of your payment. You know, so it's over yeah. half. Yeah. Principal and interest is significant, but property taxes is huge. And insurance is going up. Insurance is catching you too. So, but property taxes is definitely something that people have a little hard time paying for. Like, hey, my kids already went through school. Most of these taxes go to schools or I yeah. sent my kids to private school. Why do I need to pay prop? property taxes. So mm-hmm. that's why our government is trying to push, t- try to get some relief away from these high property taxes for homeowners. So <clears throat> question about that, and this is, you might not have the answer for it because the article mm-hmm. might be limited. So in the event that property taxes, let's say does in fact go away, mm-hmm. where's the school going to get its funding? You know, Obviously, from other sources, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're going to have to draw something. I am wondering, this is me guessing, is if we're heading towards potentially a state income tax. I think we are. Yeah. Or, or increased sales tax, which makes sense. Yeah. Because they're going to have to get it somewhere. So in my opinion, right, 
if you're taking a dollar over from, you know, if you're reducing a dollar over here, but you're charging it over there, what's the point? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that it's a one, it's a one to one wash, but I don't. I mean, no one likes the high pri- you know, property taxes they have to pay, but it does go to sustain the funding for public schools. Yeah. I mean, it does go somewhere. Yeah. Now I understand whether you have kids in school or not, you're still paying that. Eventually you'll get your lock-in from a senior exemption, mm-hmm. which is kind of that incentive, mm-hmm. that hybrid to kind of bridge that gap. But just saying, oh, I want to get rid of it. Well, are you really getting rid of it? To take that scenario a little further and not to be doomsday, but what if you got rid of public schools? It's all privately funded. Or at in-house education. What if we're moving towards that? Because, you know, public schools are, there's a reason people put their kids in private schools. Sure. Yeah, and man. We're, we're it, considering it. It's mm-hmm. been uh, <clears throat> unfortunate seeing, especially just the last several years, um, the, uh, uh, just the, the testing rates just, right. like, dropping like crazy. Right. You know your big cities, Dallas, Houston, Austin. They're they're the the percentage of kids finishing twelve years of school is drastically down. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and man, uh, uh, something that I, I I heard and then had to fact check the other day, um, the uh, the scoring uh, metrics are different. So like a you know a seventy to seventy nine is is not a C anymore. That drops down into like the this low sixties. Oh a C. wow! Is that right? Oh yeah. And people they lower are still, the threshold. They lower the threshold on these things, and it's still really miserably lower than it has been in a very long time. Well, wow. if you encourage mediocrity, oh, well, you're going to get it all the time. Yep. Yeah. Hey, well, just just give sixty percent. Yeah. And then you're going to get forty. I think there's a lot of other stuff going on that we probably shouldn't delve into in a podcast. <laughs> that yeah. Are probably uh, influencing this stuff as well, but. I think the I think the homeowners and leaders of their families would probably have more control or influence on the school boards if it shifts to all private than they do in public. I know that's a huge tug of war right now is mm-hmm. lack of input or lack of control from the homeowners and being subjected to what the public schools mm-hmm. mandate and don't mandate. Mm-hmm. So I could see that benefit for those that want to get more control or more involved. Well, and, you know, on that note, uh, having it to where, you know, if you're if you're specifically paying to put your kid in a certain school, then you might not be locked to, hey, I'm on the very edge of this specific section of the city, so I no longer have to put my kid at this school. I can put them at this school with all their friends. We just happen to live over here because it's more affordable for us. Mm-hmm. But they know all of these people, so we can still put them to school with their friends if you're paying for that, you know, paying for the private school rather than yeah. that kind of thing. I saw a headline. Possibly, I, I don't know how all that works. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I saw a headline. I want to say... Oh, I have to check it. I want to say maybe it was Amazon that issued it last week where upper level managements that require degrees, they have removed that requirement. Really? Because they have identified 
And I'm a firm believer on this. They've identified that some people who don't have their full college degree are harder workers, more competent than some of those that do. And I'm not saying getting your degree is a waste of time. I firmly believe there's a huge benefit to getting your college degree. There is. But I do know of people who are in their 30s and 40s still getting multiple degrees, just getting degrees and not earning a paycheck. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you're going to be 50 years old with your doctor and you're like, all right, well, I got four, four degrees and I got this and that and I'm 50. And you have no experience <laughs> anywhere. Experience was the key word, Bobby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, I, I've met a lot of people in life, self-business owners that, you know, just barely graduated high school that are successfully wealthy. Sure. And some that have graduated with their master's and doctorate degrees and successfully wealthy. And then I've met the other bucket where, you know, they just, like I said, have a high school degree and phenomenal, phenomenally successful. Okay. And the ones that have multiple degrees that collect their paycheck, if work's, if work's done at five, they're in their car by five. <laughs> and, you know, no motivation. So... I think after all that, you know, it boils down to the person. Exactly. It, it really it really does. So I can see removing that qualification and giving more of the discerning opportunity to the VPs or the upper bosses that hire full authority to say, hey, you know what, now I don't have this caveat in this hiring process. This person is qualified. They're gonna do phenomenally you know, phenomenal in the company. And there's nothing that would prevent me from promoting them. Mm-hmm. I, I like that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's the individual. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, it's results-based. Yeah. Yeah. It's silly to me that, um, you know, that's, you can have someone get hired onto a position who's got a degree but has no experience in this but you've got someone who didn't go to uh, didn't go to school has 10 years of experience and has been doing exceptional work at some other company and you're going to say oh, you don't have a degree especially a degree from a college that I went to so <laughs> right bugger off right mm-hmm. like, I, I just I find that to be insane um, you know you, you're taking a gamble that this degree is actually going to mean something in terms of this person actually being good at what they're supposed to do yeah. versus taking someone who you have seen, you can go back and see results and contact their old boss and say, Hey, did this person suck or were they good? You know, what were their flaws? What were their, you know, all the pros and cons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, on, and on that note, some of the more, and I'm going to air quote this successful people that I know, um, don't have degrees. What they ended up doing was going to trade school, mm-hmm. going yeah. to school for like welding, um, trades are trade. There's a huge demand right now in trades. Sure, skill sets are are lacking. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. like like welding, for example, you can easily make six figures mm-hmm. doing welding. And um, the two guys that I know, uh, two of the guys that I know who do that, um, their homes are paid off, and they they own everything that they have, and they're you know they're in nice areas, mm. and they didn't ever have a you know, hundred, two hundred thousand dollar college degree, but they're doing great, and they've got kids and everything, and they can afford it all. 
I think it's also industry based. Like if I have a doctor, I want him to have his degree, right? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think there are certain industries that should still mandate it and require it. Some skills based, like an yeah. a, an engineer. Yes. Yeah. Like I don't want you building this house or tower, right? From YouTube, right? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> YouTube. Now, there's a lot of things out there that definitely require a degree, but if you take the percentage of kids who have a degree and are actually using that degree, mm-hmm. that's a big difference in, in the percentage rate. Like, I've always been a proponent that sales should never have that requirement. Right. Because yeah. as long as you have product knowledge, mm-hmm. you have a will, a drive, and you're able to carry conversation mm-hmm. professionally. And you're self-motivated. That's my big word with all that yeah. in sales. Self-motivated. Mm-hmm. You you kill it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, take real estate, for example. This is a sales job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had to go through some schooling, but it wasn't a four-year degree. Sure. It didn't cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Mm-mm. We learned the specifics on our trade, basically. Mm-hmm. And we our, go to continuing ed. It continues do. on. Yeah. yeah. Because laws change, contracts mm-hmm. change, we need to be updated on that. But exactly. that's, and that's still pales into co- the financial comparison to anything else. And mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, and I will happily keep doing the continuing ed just because I want to make sure that I'm selling houses the right way. There you go. I love compliance. <laughs> I love it. I used to be in that. Oh man, do it the right way. So that's anyway, it. before we go, I just wanted to say so all these property tax. Cuts are going to amount to on for the average homeowner about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred dollars a year. Wow! Hmm. So it's not a huge ticket, but yeah. it's it's something. Yeah, sure, better than nothing. That's right. All right, guys, well, that does it for us, and look forward to seeing y'all next week. Yes, sir. I hope you enjoyed the discussion today. Click on the subscribe link to catch our next episode. If you or anyone you know has any real estate needs, you can find more information on us at thelacidoteam.com. On behalf of my team, thanks for tuning in.